Hi, my name is Taylor, and I currently feel excited about my running life. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Running Brunch. I'm Peter Cunningham, here with my best friend, Ben Ledbetter. I don't know that I've ever called you my best friend. You're for sure, you're for sure in this season of life, one of my best friends. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey. I don't feel like that's a, that big of a surprise. No, definitely not. But just, I do need to clarify for our listeners once again that I am definitely the backup host of this show. Okay. Okay. So we don't I, need to get crazy here. No, I'm that's definitely <laughs> the backup host. Uh, y'all, we're here for another episode. Uh, we're stoked about our guest for the day. We're probably not going to take too long uh, of a lead up. Um, let's give just a, a little bit of a, a background of our, our guest today. Our, our guest is Taylor Werner. Taylor Werner. Um, she is currently racing for Puma Elite yep. uh, out of North Carolina. Um, not quite sure exactly where in North Carolina she is. Yeah. Um, she is a graduate of the University of Arkansas. Big silly Razorbacks! <laughs> Anytime we have an Arkansas alum on, we're going to have to do that now. Okay, Done. and actually, we probably, we if we don't forget about it, we should probably try to do it with her during the episode. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be awesome. Um, if you're listening to this live or watching it live, make sure you message us during the episode. Um, <laughs> that's not a thing that can be done. <laughs> that'd be sick. Um, that'd be really cool. Um, graduate of the University of Arkansas, she ran cross-country and track for the Razorbacks there, um, and she's from... Somewhere Bloomfield. She's from she's from Bloomfield, Missouri, which I, is right I, outside. I took a guess. I don't know <laughs> that if that if that guess is West, West Chestertonville, Fieldsville. <laughs> um, she's uh, from just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, and I was first introduced to Taylor. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Ben. When I was coaching cross country and track at Eureka High School uh, in uh, in Eureka, Missouri, um, shout out to Kaylee Fisher. Head coach, um, probably the um, the instiller of like the toughest uh, female runners I've ever experienced. Kaylee mm. Fisher, um, she would be a great guest on this show. Done, you know her. You've been, I mean, honestly, like for the for the person who does most of the the backside stuff, you are definitely the the wrangler of guests. So. I I I'm I, I'm a Levi guy, but I can be a, a wrangler when it comes yeah, I to I was hoping uh, that we could get I was Brett Favre. I bet Brett Favre was sponsored by both of them at some point. Brett Favre was definitely a wrangler guy. Yeah, but also we took money from Mississippi, so I bet he also was getting money for Levi. That's a really know. good point. It's yeah. really 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 good um, point. Um so uh th- that's when I was uh, I was I met Taylor or I uh became acquainted with her. Uh, when I was in St. Louis, uh, our number one runner, her name was Hannah Long. Uh, she was in 4A, a uh, multiple time um, like state champion in cross country. State record holder. She was at least at least for a, a short period of time. She was a state record holder. Sorry, Hannah. Um, and uh, and Taylor ran at a, another school in the area. They were in a different class, so we didn't race against them that often. But there were a few races uh, every now and then where we would clash. Um, and so it was really fun for me when I found out that Taylor started going to Arkansas, um, just because I have uh, some Arkansas ties even before I moved to to Fayetteville. Um, and so I'm I know I'm personally pretty stoked to have her on because I've always thought really highly of Taylor and. Um, uh, so I, I have a, a definite amount of giddiness just to get to, to 
uh, chat with Taylor today. What like what's kind of your background of experience with Taylor Werner? Right. Um, I remember that when I first moved here, uh, you you and I started hanging out a little bit. Uh, I got back into following college cross and uh, was uh, watching the U of A. And you mentioned like, oh, I mean, I think you mentioned that Taylor, the top girl at Arkansas. I used to like my I used to coach against her. Blah blah blah. Um, so then I just started following the the women's cross team and the women's track team and. Taylor was number one up there. They brought in Katie Izzo. Um, Lauren Gregory was like, I, so I just kind of like started following uh, their cross team really, really, I don't want to say like, I was going to say tight, but it's not tight. Intensely. I don't know. Intensely, I was a fan. I was a fan. A I was yeah. A fan. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like trying to keep it in right now before we hop on the call with her and not just going to try to nerd out. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing her what, like run her, uh, what, what would have been a collegiate title, but she was running unattached. Um, and being like seeing the flow track episode that they had when they did that with the ladies, like that was really fun. Um, and just kind of, yeah, just, just a really fun, fun person. I've also dreamed of meeting her at your house. Uh, <laughs> when I say dream, not like I woke up dreaming of this, but rather like you mentioned that sometimes she would come over and hang out with Lance. And I always hoped that like, maybe one time when I would be there, yeah. the girls cross country team would come over and I would be able to. <laughs> the whole girls the cross whole country team, that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, for those that don't know, my roommate Lance Peterson, which once again would be another great guest on the show. He's on a half pod that I haven't released yet. Okay. Yeah. I love half pods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh, he that, works. That'll be bonus content for our Patreon. Okay. Uh, nice, if, you're, nice. if you if you subscribe to our Patreon, we'll uh, release that episode next week. Nice, nice. Um, uh, Lance works for the U of A track and cross country program as their assistant director of ops, and so. Um, that's pretty fun for me that that I get to nerd out in the running world with him. And uh, once, maybe during COVID, Taylor came over to watch some of the the Tour de France with us, and she made some tasty um, pastry type treats for us. And um, so I've my main reason for hoping things don't work for Taylor in North Carolina are that maybe she would have to move back this way. We just they pick up the Puma team and they pick move up the Puma team, Bayville. move it here. That's great. I'm okay with the things working great at Puma. Just move the team here so that uh, her baking uh, prowess can benefit me. Really, like that's that's the main takeaway from this, right? Um, I would love to just have give Mike a reason to put Puma in rush running because I mean, if we had a professional team here in Northwest Arkansas, like it would be a shame to not carry their products. So Puma, come on, there's no professional team here yet. Go ahead and pick them up, move yeah. them here. It's basically the same thing as Durham, yeah, uh, but it has Onyx, yeah, so. and it's uh, Tracktown USA, Tracktown no. World. It's Tracktown of the World, is Tracktown tra- of the World, but but. Eugene it, calls Eugene themselves Tracktown track USA. Yeah, but no, the University of Arkansas calls themselves the track capital there of is. the world. There it is. That's like saying that Boise, Idaho, is the capital of Idaho. No one knows where Boise is, and no one cares. So, <laughs> golly, but it's you can't just. It's you, like <laughs> declaring that you have the best coffee ever, and Buddy the Elf storms yeah. in. Congratulations, you, you did it! Like, come on, you Fayetteville, you need to step up your work. You need to get some open public tracks. You need to be hosting public races, bringing in yeah. professional athletes if you want to hold the title of track capital of the world. Otherwise, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it would be because I, I, I 
don't think that Taylor would like brag on herself and just going down a list of accolades. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of just run down a list of her personal bests and uh, and y'all can uh, ooh and ah over her times. Ooh, ooh ah. ah. Yeah, you can insert that in. Mm-hmm. Do we have the ability to like insert yeah. in little I bet uh, I can soundboard this. All right, cool. I just want to add as much work for you as possible. Show notes. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Taylor's personal best in the 1500 is a 413. Uh, she did that in Nashville in 2020. Okay, I've still got um, that beat. We're good. Yeah, is that? I guess that might be the Nashville meet that Evan is wanting to run at some Probably. That's fun. Uh, Music City Festival. That's fun. Music City Distance Festival, something like that. Uh, her fastest indoor mile is a 4:39. Says that she did that back in 2019 here in Fayetteville. Um, fastest 3,000 is an 8:51 done in New York City back in 2020. She's got me there. Yeah. And uh and then her uh in her indoor um 5k fastest is a 1511. She got me by a lot. In Boston. <laughs> Balled out. Uh and then her fastest 10k was done at Stanford in 2019. It's a 3226. Although fast. I would guess that Wikipedia is is not up to date because I know that she just ran at the Sound 10 recently, and I, I know she I was pacing did teammates. She I don't know that she finished. Um, and because I looked on the start list and she wasn't there, but yeah, they typically just have pacer yeah. written on their bibs. I know her teammates ran somewhere in the 30s, um, yeah. but uh, 30 high like high 30s. High 30s. Yeah. So um, we'll, uh, you know, if we feel uh, if you feel the need, maybe we can ask Taylor to to clarify. Yeah. Um, uh, these these times these personal bests. The the thing about this is that all of these fastest times were indoor personal bests. Interesting. Um. So that's unfortunate. Um. Yeah. If you haven't watched, if if you haven't seen or looked up yet, the Sound Running Ten, which is a 10k that Sound Running put on this year and last year, really should watch. Go back and watch both races. Amazing races. Yeah. You need to take the time. If it still costs five dollars, go pay the five dollars. If it's free on YouTube and they upload it, go watch it. Incredible content beautiful racing plus you see taylor beautiful beautiful racing and just me no one knows racing like me <laughs> um dude her her fastest uh cross country 5k is a 1545 at the chili pepper <laughs> at chili pepper at too chili pepper. Uh, that's pretty incredible uh anything else we need to like just give 1538 a little... is official 5k pr it looks like uh, peyton jordan outdoor track uh-huh Amazing. I also find that a uh, mile split isn't always. It's only either. if typically only if it's like schools involved. It has okay. to be some kind of like collegiate or high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Love it. I don't know, but uh, we're about to we're about to log on here uh, with Taylor, and we will because I think we're we've got our time set for like six o'clock, and we just finished up our breakfast here. When I say finish up, I mean cooking our breakfast. It's prepared. Yeah, we're going to actually probably for the first time try to quietly eat on the pod. So we apologize in advance for the, the – or if you're if you're Lexi, we approve of or are grateful the ASMR. for the ASMR. For <laughs> ASMR. Which I'm gonna hey I'm gonna edit that out. That's gonna be terrible. Yeah, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see how the the eating goes during the during the episode. Uh, give us some grace uh, if we find that it's a terrible idea to take any bites during an episode. So anytime someone says "give me some grace" or whatever, oh, I just think of we're, uh, she's. Hello. Yo. Hey, Taylor. How's it going? Good, Taylor. This is Ben Ledbetter. Um, Hi, Ben. Ben, this is Taylor. <laughs> Great to see you. You too. Yeah. It's been a Rocket. while. 
I know it's been a bit since we watched uh, some tour to France together with old Lance Peterson. I learned so much in that time. <laughs> Maybe too much. Maybe we uh, we overwhelmed you with a little too much uh, cycling news. Well, so, what was a bummer is the next year I tried to watch it and like I didn't know anybody. Yeah, because Al Philippe like didn't do it. Who is like my guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What? Like, why am I watching this? <laughs> yeah. Well done remembering his name. He was, he's a baller. Oh, always. Forever. Yeah. In my heart. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so obviously Taylor podcasts aren't great when you're, you know, eating during it. So we, we like to think we're just going to, we're going to eat a little bit with you here at the beginning and then we'll dive into maybe like real conversation. Sound, Sound good? Sounds good. Would you eat anything? Are you going to eat anything? Yeah. So I am in North Carolina right now. So I did make some grits um, for brunch. Oh, yes. Um, with some turkey I had. So I, I'm pretty happy with it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Is this something, uh, have you made it before or were you thinking, okay, I'm, I'm in the South and so I'm going to test something new? So my first time eating grits was when I moved here and yeah. I really liked them. Because I, I think what happened was some of my friends back at Arkansas were like, oh, or like family members were like, grits are terrible, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I moved down here, I was like, well, I have to try them now. And um, I have my own little recipe. I like, I chop some cherry tomatoes. I cook them because I only like tomatoes cooked. I don't know why. And then cook the grits and then just pour a load of Parmesan in there and voila, Amazing. The Parmesan's an interesting choice in my head. I always imagine cheddar with Southern stuff and Parmesan's like my Northeastern side coming out as my Italian. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, that's two things that I've grown up very much conflicting in my head. Yeah. But so you never had grits in Arkansas. You just had them in North Carolina. Well, like I'm look, I'm a loyal person. So <laughs> when my family says grits are bad. I'm like, grits are horrible. Mm -hmm. They're the worst. And then I tried, I was like, y'all are stupid. I mean, <laughs> official. I mean, like we might have just created some strife between you and your family members here in this podcast. We're we're going to make sure they know that you, they're stupid because they're, they they're said, silly. don't eat grits. <laughs> they're missing out. Yeah, so yeah. Well, they have no eating? idea what life they could be living. <laughs> the, the best we could do um, on a short notice was some omelets. Um and man, it was it was a whirlwind trying to put this together. And then we have some some bagels that we're eating alongside of it. But it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. That's a staple. Amazing. Very Taylor, nice. actually, while while we're talking brunch, this is actually um one of our staple questions on on the show is um is just asking our 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 uh interviewee, our guest, like what how do you define brunch? Okay, so I was thinking about this. So for me, I I love brunch. It's probably one of my favorite meals. I only go with friends or family, typically on the weekend. Like rarely do I go for brunch during the week unless it's like Friday post-workout. So for me, it's celebration of hard work. So I, and because I always go after a long run, or I go, like, I, I'm always going after a run. Or church is the other one. Um, yeah. And it's like a celebration of hard work slash the weekend for me. 
Uh -huh. So I guess, you know, brunch, lunch, 7 p.m. doesn't matter. Okay. Like, I had a that's workout what I'm saying. Today, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, so I can, I can, <laughs> I can accept the doesn't matter, but if you like, uh, how about you pose it? Since, uh, I mean, I, I have, I'm biased, obviously. <laughs> right, right, right. Of course. Um, so Peter and I have defined brunch very differently. So Peter is very much a hard liner nine or 10 30 to noon or oh it can go into the afternoon by yeah. three um and it's like there's a set time for brunch but yeah. i'm like any meal can be brunch you can have brunch at, in the evenings like you said if people work the night shift and they wake up at 6 p.m and they want to have brunch who am i to say no man you can't have brunch because you're having dinner because that's on my timetable uh, no people can so have brunch when you're going to waffle house at like you know, 11 p.m. because you're driving your friends that got a little too crazy home. <laughs> I'm feeling a brunch vibe there, right? I'm feeling. So you don't necessarily feel like you're eating breakfast at 11 p.m., 1 a.m. or something like that? I mean, you're having you're having brunch? That's a good point, but... It doesn't have to be the right point, but... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay, I don't know if I've ever, like, defined something as brunch before or after 4 p.m., but I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's all about the food, right? The food and the company. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Elaborate on that then. Like what, what is the food that like you typically would see at brunch? Oh gosh. Okay. Look, I don't discriminate. There's a crepe place here. It's bomb. One time I had a crepe that had a uh, corned beef, carrots. It was like a full on Irish meal with like, loads of gravy in a crepe and it was the best thing i've ever tasted yeah. um, can't go wrong with a fat stack of pancakes that's dead. love my eggs love my scrambles i mean i don't know i like to try everything i feel like i feel like i always try and go for something new but yeah. i love bacon so i'm <laughs> always gonna have bacon on the side and i i mean it does well with coffee too i can't you know i i like my espresso so that helps. I guess I'm not too picky about that, but yeah, I don't know. I like it all. I really do. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, sweet. Um, in terms of coffee, just kind of diving into that. If you found, so first off, where in North Carolina are you again? So I'm in Durham, technically. Okay. I'm in the triangle, oh, North Carolina. So I'm like right by Chapel Hill, technically in Durham for not too close to Raleigh, but we're within within thirty minutes, so that's not that bad. Right. So, in the hub, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, have you found anywhere locally that like is the coffee spot? Like I remember, obviously here it has Onyx, and you've got the press room and all this other stuff that are kind of like half coffee shops and some of them full on uh, coffee shops. So, does where you're out in that triangle have somewhere? Yeah, I mean. My standard is Onyx and always will be. <laughs> always. Shout out to Onyx, our sponsor today. Yeah. <laughs> Love them so much. <laughs> we like actually have bags of coffee here from Onyx. No way. Um, it's amazing. But I like two. One, like the brunch spot that I really like. It's called Press. It's in Durham and it's a crepe place, but their coffee's really good. Um, they have a s'mores or it's burnt malo latte. So it's like a s'mores latte. And it's not too sweet. It's really good, really smooth finish. And then, um, the shop that I go to all the time, it's right down the street. It's called Joe Van Gogh. And I think it's local. 
Um, and it's really good. But, you know, Onyx, it tops it all. So every time I go to Fayetteville, it's like a nice reminder of what I'm missing out on. <laughs> yeah, of course. Have you been back in this area since the new Hail Fellow Well Met opened? Mm-mm. Ooh, so it's it's an Onyx. Uh, uh, even though they're our sponsor, not really. Even though they're our sponsor tonight, uh, 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 I I don't necessarily understand why they have a different name than just Onyx and Johnson. Uh, but it's my favorite place ever. The ambiance inside, it's like super fancy. Um, just beautiful lines throughout. Uh, if you uh, appreciate just uh, aesthetics inside of a coffee shop, then you would love this place. Um, and they they serve brunch. Yeah, I was gonna say it feels more like a dedicated brunch lunch place yeah. than an actual like Onyx coffee shop. Yeah, so yeah, that might be why they named it different. Yeah, for sure. And so they they've got like a almost like a supermarket on one side, really really small that you can um, buy. Kind of there's uh, wines, but then uh, I think they might have like fruit and then some kind of healthy snack type stuff and uh, like canned uh, kombucha and stuff like that. Uh, and then next to that is kind of what is more like their coffee shop but brunch zone right. and it functions as a restaurant on Saturdays and Sundays and if you're going just for coffee you have to take it to go like you go in there's a a, a host that welcomes you they seat you and it's extensive menu uh I mean really really good stuff uh so you'll have to come back this way and check it out so like if we're comparing to our Segas you guys have been <laughs> uh-huh Sure. Mm -hmm. Which take, take that, but make it like bougie, for sure. That's that's honestly the easiest way. Is like it's just it's just up to the tenth or eleventh level. Yeah, of yeah. bouginess. Okay. Pretty. Bougie. Yeah, I want to check that. I want to come back. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. Do you have any? Do you have any races that are bringing you this way, or just visiting friends, or? So we were actually planning on doing an indoor race. Uh, it would have been the end of January, yeah. but I got injured in December. Okay. And so plans fell through. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get to come back next. If anything, I'm hoping like when I'm on my break this fall, I'll do a big road trip back to Missouri, hit up Arkansas. Um, and who knows what else I think. Yeah. Okay. My sister lives in Tulsa now, so Okay. I've got I've got a little few points I need to go around so that's we'll, awesome. We'll stop by. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, check it out. Hail fellow, well met. I guess it's some British term of like welcoming people on the the dirt road back in the day. You'd see someone, you'd say hail fellow, and they would say well met back to you. So I don't know. I might start saying that to people here. That's, hell that's fellow. Hell fellow. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm not going to have any friends, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, hey, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Hey, teammates totally. are just forced on friends. So you can just say it to them all the time. Exactly. exactly. And some of them are British. So I'll be like, ah, I'm I'm like you now. And they'll be like, yeah, That's totally. amazing. That's amazing. Who who are those British teammates? Is Fiona O'Keefe British? No, Sorry, so Fiona, if you're Sacramento. not. But okay. there's there's some Irish there. Super close. Yeah, the O'Keefe. <laughs> the O'Keefe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Definitely so, Irish. You're yeah. not far though, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, unbelievable. But we have we have a girl named Poppy Tank. She ran for the University of Utah. She's from 
uh, Great Britain. And then um, we have a girl, we have a couple girls, Lily Partridge and Rose Harvey, they're both marathoners and they come oh. and do training stints here. And then Patrick Dever, he's, he ran for Tulsa. Um, yeah. He's in the UK and he's on our team as well. Love um, it. I'm forgetting, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone, but yeah. So awesome. Got some Brits. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. Um, For our podcasters at home who aren't watching us on YouTube, <laughs> they're not watching us on YouTube. <laughs> we, uh, we, we talk about like the team that you're on. I don't think we've mentioned it. Who, who do you run for? Like, who's like your crew? Who's your sponsor? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I run for Puma. Um, and our team is called Puma elite racing team. And yeah, we're based in the triangle of North Carolina. We're coached by, Amy and Alistair Craggs, who were pro runners um, back in the day, which mm-hmm. not long ago. And um, yeah, we got a big crew here, um, people all over the world. And um, yeah, we're trying to make it on the big stage. So it's it's been exciting. Quite the Amazing. journey, but exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's. Amazing. Perfect. Perfect. You said at the beginning of the episode that you feel excited about your running life. What, what are you excited about? Yeah. So when I turned pro things were rocky for a while, um, I just mentally and physically had to adapt. And I feel like I keep getting things that halt my momentum. Um, but mentally I feel the most confident I ever have. Um, and physically training is coming along really well. And it's exciting for me because I think everyone has to hit that stage in their running career, whether it's high school, college. Um, for me, it started when I was a pro. I had a pretty seamless transition in high school and college. So, um, and it's exciting for me because I'm training with people that have made it on the world stage now. And um, I have a direct comparison of like, okay, well, they've done this. So if I'm keeping up with them, I can do this. So that's yeah. exciting. One. And two, like, I just feel good. Finally, it's taken a couple of years, but I finally feel good. And, um, I'm just excited to get in some races and, um, yeah, just represent our team. It's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, we have a full team here now too. So that's really exciting as well. That's awesome. Uh, what were your, uh, so when you say that you finally feel good, what were you not feeling good about? Was it like, was it just that transition to tr- transitionary period? Um, was it the the coaching change or just like, I get, that's also going to be follow up question. What is the kind of the training difference between college, uh, with harder and then coming up here to North Carolina? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, let me just go through the list here. <laughs> um, first off, I want to say, I'm not just making excuses. I'm just being honest, but <laughs> that's what we want. That Let's is go. what we want. Yeah, we're going to be completely blunt. So I think the college environment I was in, we won three national championships in a row. Um, I was a runner up twice in the NCAA. Um, I, I ran unattached, but I broke a collegiate record my last race as, uh, at the university. And so I thought when I left there, I was just going to skyrocket onto the world stage. Um, because some of the competitors that I had been right with had done that. Mm. And so I think I caught caught in the trap of expectation versus reality. Mm. And um, yeah, I started working out here, I think it was the first week in December of 2020. And um, yeah, it was just a massive transition. The training was completely different um, in my point of view. I mean, some might disagree, but uh, volume is a lot higher. I think at Arkansas, we did a lot of race pace stuff, like all the time. 
And here we're doing slower and long and faster and harder all mm -hmm. the time, once a week. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of strength, a lot of strength work. And we, we did some in college. And by strength, I mean like aerobic tempo kind of stuff. Um, and I, I thought we did a lot of that in college. And I look back now and not near to the amount that we're doing. Um, like we might in college, we would do like a five mile tempo or something start slow slower at like six flat and then finish really hard so it's more of a progression versus here we're doing you know six to eight miles of work once a week at all at like 5 30 or lower um mm. so that was a big shift i didn't know how to do that and um like the quality of work is just a lot higher and so it definitely took me a long time to adapt and i actually came here on my own so i didn't have a teammate for about a month and then it was Fiona. And then she actually got hurt a month later. So I, about six months, six out of the first seven months of my pro career, I was on my own doing this new training. And um, yeah, I don't think I was mature enough to handle that. I don't think I knew how to really get the best out of myself every day. Um, because just being completely honest at Arkansas, you know, I could have a flyer of a day. And then on my bad days, I was still with the top group of girls. And so I didn't know how to consistently perform at the same level. Every workout, I was a big roller coaster. Um, and then my second year, I just started struggling with health stuff. I My ferritin and iron are really low. Um, and I could not for the life of me get that up. And I had a weird calf injury. I say weird because we kind of left not really knowing what happened to it. Um, but we think I tore my gastroc potentially and maybe something else. Um, I had a stress reaction on my foot in December. I struggled with my iron again this fall. Yeah. Um, so it's just been pretty rocky, but, um, things like, I, I feel adapted to training now and I feel mentally adapted as well. And I've been able to keep consistent and like, yeah, now I have girls with me that are really good world beaters and I'm keeping up with them. I'm pushing them in practice. And so I feel like all the stars are just going to align. <laughs> Things are going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Can you, can you invite us in as, as much as you feel comfortable to just how you responded emotionally, mentally to all of those things? I mean, you kind of, you laid out just the the facts of what happened and a little bit of the physical, you know, effects. How did, how did you as a new professional runner respond emotionally, the highs and lows of that, how you've adapted emotionally and mentally since then? Yeah. Um, it wasn't good at first. I, I really struggled. Like I, it was just hard cause I love the coaches. I love the environment and I loved everything we had, but not running well, right. When you come out of college, you know, you sign this contract and you're ready to just light the world on fire. And I was doing the exact opposite. I think my second race as a pro, I was just physically exhausted. Um, I got lapped in a 5k. Mm. Um, I ran, I think it was like 1640, which is about 90 seconds slower than my PR. Um, yeah. it was humiliating and I wanted to quit. Um, I cried in the stairway with my mom for like an hour. I was like, I just didn't understand how someone who could want it so badly could do this bad. Um, 
and especially like coming out of college on a high note. And I just, yeah, I, I don't think I was patient with myself at all. Um, and I, it wasn't that I didn't trust my coaches. I always trusted them. I don't think I trusted myself and I had just lost all my confidence. And so that has taken a while to get back up. Um, and I think that also like comes with physically adapting as well. Like when you're not feeling good and you're like, I'm not going to say overtraining, I, more like you're not recovering well, you're not doing well. Like you feel like a failure. And also like when you're that tired, your mood just goes down the drain. And so I was just struggling to really love running and I've always loved it. I've always loved running hard. I just think I had to adapt and it took a while. Um, but I, I'm also really proud of myself because I think sometimes like you can kind of get stuck um, in those habits and just keep spiraling down. And I feel like I've, I've kept giving myself the chance to heal, recover and come back. Um, yeah. so yeah, it, it's been hard. It's been really hard. I'm not going to deny that, but, yeah. uh, I've learned a lot and I've needed to learn a lot, especially to perform at this level. So, yeah. so it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what about, what about, uh, great answer, by the way, uh, Thanks. <laughs> uh, if you were wondering, we approve, um, but, uh, what kind of advice would you give to a, and, you know, a new or, a uh, someone that's about to leave their college years, what advice having gone through all of that would you give to them for how to respond to it, both on a, uh, logistical, but, uh, an emotional level as well? Um, I would say toss your expectations to the side and simply focus on bringing your best every day and always believe in yourself. Um, that's something I've really had to learn is like, you know, if things aren't working out, it's not that it's me, it's that it's not my time yet. And I think for a while there, like when I wasn't doing well, I was like, oh, it's because I'm a crappy runner. When in reality, it's like, well, no, let's let's look at the shift here. And, you know, you're anemic, you're injured, you, you haven't done this before. You just need to give yourself time, be patient. And like, when you come to practice, no, like whatever I have today is good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause if you believe you're going to be one of the best, like you'll give yourself a shot, but if you don't, like, why would you ever get there? Cause right. you don't think you can. So, um, that's something I've, I write down, it's on my wall and I look at it all the time and I have to keep reminding myself, but yeah, it, it seems to be working now. So <laughs> that's awesome. Love it. What are, uh, if, if you don't mind letting us know, what are like your, what are those goals for yourself that you're setting out? Like, obviously like be on the world stage is one, but like, what are those, what are those actual like hardline goals that you're looking to looking to hit over the next couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I want to make an Olympic team. I think I can, um, we'll see how this year goes. I, I have a lot of work to do, but I'd love to make the world team this year. If not make the diamond league circuit. Um, I'd love to lower my PBs. I haven't got a PB since being here. Um, and that's long overdue. So, um, yeah, I'd love to break 1450 and a 5k. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, sh I really want to like travel the world and race around Europe this summer. I think that would be so cool. Um, yeah. so times are, times are cool, but like, I, I really want to make it on the world stage. That would be really cool for the next couple of years. Love it. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, let's do this. We, uh, I feel like we got ahead of ourselves even, uh, -oh. uh, let's, let's go back to just how did you get into running? 
Give us the beginning of Taylor Werner's running journey. Yeah, so I, <laughs> um, I'm like my dad. My dad is famous around our town for being a workaholic in a good way. Like he never stops. He's like such a hard worker, like hard labor guy, um, grew up as a farm boy. And I, I've been told I'm like the female version. So I'm very competitive. I always have been. Um, I would like get so mad in elementary school if I lost like a game of dodgeball or something like, like so mad. Yeah. Um, and it's with everything. And I, I don't know, I did a bunch of sports growing up, but um, I don't know. There's something about running I've just always loved. I did my first 5K with my mom who was training for a half marathon at the time um when I was in second grade and we That's actually awesome. started the race late so the time isn't glamorous but I remember like we were like trying to run through all the walkers speed walking people uh -huh. and by the last mile we finally got out and I just just took off and I felt so <laughs> good and it's just kind of clicked for me um but my parents like never forced it on me because you know my my town is really small back home everyone does football or volleyball and, and, so and back home is just outside of St. Louis, right? I know you went to St. Genevieve High School, but where is that the name of the town? I can't remember. So that's where my high school is. I actually grew up in Bloomsdale, Missouri. It's like 500 people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of farmland. Yeah. I'm actually outside of city limits, so I'm a county girl. But um... Oh, county girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so running, we had, we had a solid group, but it wasn't popular. Um, yeah. I think the most we had on our team was 10 girls. So small, small group, but, um, you're saying when you were at St. Jen, the most girls you ever had at your, on your team was 10 in cross country. Yeah. And track wow. we had more, but yeah. And that, and like some, one year we only had six So we just had enough for a team. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the most popular thing in my town. But I remember y'all, you all being pretty competitive back in the day. Yeah, I think we won. Uh, we won three cross country state championships and uh, one track. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that's all. With, with six to ten girls winning three, that's amazing. That is wild to me. We we had a good crew for sure. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's funny. Like my sister did it, um, and she, so she's two years older than me. So she joined the middle school cross country team, and. Um, to save time and to help my dad who's a teacher at our high school he became the assistant coach and um yeah one summer uh I just my dad asked if I wanted to go to practice with them and I was like yeah whatever and I ran three miles without stopping and it was like an emotional high <laughs> <laughs> and like I won't get too much into it but I, I we were having like some family struggles at the time and I don't think I knew how to cope with that stuff and um I remember just going for that run and just leaving it all out on the road and it was euphoric. Um, oh. And I feel like every issue I've had in middle and high school, like I would just go sprint a run as hard as I could. I would try and beat the boys on the team. Like, and I would just come back just smiling again and that's all I needed. And so it, it was definitely like an emotional release for me. Um, and then I started racing and I was like, pretty good at it and it was like kind of a win-win right so um I think that's why I've just loved it so much it's just from the beginning it was just it helped me a lot so yeah awesome that's cool and then what did what uh what did getting recruited to go to the University of Arkansas look like 
Yeah, so um, Peter knows my, <laughs> there's a girl in Missouri, her name is Hannah Long, and that girl I looked up to for so long. So mm -hmm. my first, freshman year of high school, I remember lining up against her for the first time. And I she was a sophomore year, freshman year, right? Yeah, I was crying. I was so nervous and went out and kept pace with her. We ended up finishing like pretty close to each other. And I remember just thinking like, oh my God, like I cannot believe I had just, I like beat Hannah Long, like that is insane. And we went back and forth for the rest of high school. It was, it was a mm -hmm. great rivalry there. Um, but after that race, I started getting recruited by colleges. And I remember just like running to my dad's classroom because I got this letter from, I think it was UCLA was my very first one. And being like, wow. oh my God, like me thinking I'm just going to go to some junior col college. Like I'm a freshman in high school and I'm getting like handwritten letters from these coaches. Um, wow. Whoa. It was insane. And Coach Harder was one of them my freshman year. And I, I don't remember exactly like when my interest really peaked but I I don't know he kept he was really consistent with like sending me letters and like telling me about the team and um Dominique Scott was on the team at that time and she was winning championships and I think that like I started watching college track I saw her all the time and like mm. we always had girls and the national meets and um yeah, I don't know. I I went on a few visits here and there, some official, some unofficial, and my last visit was Arkansas and I fell in love with it. Um, and I think it was like two days later, I called my other visits, told them I wanted to cancel and I committed. Um, I just knew and which is nice because it was a drive away from home, it wasn't a flight. And my sister actually went to school in Joplin. So um, wasn't too far. So yeah, it was it was a great experience. I'll never regret going to the University of Arkansas. Yeah, for sure. You picked a good one for sure. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the state cross country course, Oak Hills Golf Course, is that right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Where does Oak Hills Cross Country Course rank in in your list of difficult courses? Hmm. Is that even possible to, to like, you know, filter through all of the the courses you've run on? I remember back in the day, like, because I, I ran on that course three years and uh, never ran well there because it was, <laughs> I, at least at the time, it was so scary. And they were like, you know, really long and steep hills. And if not steep, it was rolling. Right. So back home, like we did hills all the time. And we like that was one of those things we like prided ourselves on. Had had you ever run at Sioux Passage before? It's like the no. Okay, that's I'm gonna rank that as the hardest one because that was that like, up near St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They call the they call the hill the man maker. You run up wow. it twice. Yeah. Apparently, you like grow chest hairs growing up. That was <laughs> yeah. Which has been another difficulty for you in your running life, I would guess. It's not the best. Yeah. <laughs> but um i'm gonna put the state course like out of missouri courses probably like i don't know fifth maybe okay all right yeah it, it, it was it was difficult but it certainly wasn't the hardest yeah out of the yeah year. we I'm had okay with that. three or four that were like pretty tough yeah um, but yeah, I went to college and like the cross country courses are joke compared. I, yeah. I remember being like so disappointed. So I was like, really? Like, 
because everyone just wants to run fast all the time now i'm like there's there's no hills <laughs> which so is probably sad. why you know do you what do you think about oklahoma state's course then because i feel like uh roommate lance thinks they made it too difficult on purpose but like people say it's like the most classic of classic cross country courses. So I've never run it. So okay. my opinion's biased, but I did watch, I watched two years. Yeah. I mean, like there's hills in it, but they also run really fast. And apparently the grass is cut to where it's like hard dirt. Yeah. So I don't think it doesn't seem that bad. I don't okay. think you can okay. run that fast if it's really brutal. Yeah. Like I don't know. Also, I don't know. Parker Valby, it was so difficult for her that she couldn't even figure out which direction to turn. Gosh. You're you're being mean right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually a big you fan know, of her. So they're like that used to be one of my biggest pet peeves running with teammates is like they wouldn't know the tangents. Mm. And I don't know. I think some people they just don't make that connection. Lauren Gregory, she was so bad at tangents. We'd always be like, Lauren. <laughs> cut the corner she's like yeah. oh sorry <laughs> amazing amazing so some people i just don't think they think about it like that but for me i'm like i'm getting yeah. on the inside and i'm yeah. doing it. but i also okay i will say with hilly courses like sometimes they're really hard but they i've run some of my fastest times on them because i think wow. really you can break it up better mm. um and you, like if you go on a downhill like you can resurge back into a fast pace so that could be why they're fast. They're fast courses. Um, yeah. But I I don't know. I remember after the first time they had nationals at OSU, Coach Harder called me and he was like, this course was made for you, kid. <laughs> like, oh, amazing. That's awesome. I missed out. My Missouri roots could have really shown through, but nope. That's yeah. okay. Have you, uh, you've stayed in touch with them since you left? Yeah, a little bit. I'm really bad That's with really my sweet. phone. But uh, yeah, we, we call and catch up every now and then. And he tells me what the girls, how they're doing. And then likewise. And um, yeah, it's really cool to like see how like this new generation's coming through and I get to hear all about it. So yeah, yeah. that's really sweet. I, I, I could imagine that a D1 coach just in the busyness of their schedule and the number of athletes they have to deal with and just the, yeah, the difficulty of being a D1 coach, it would be easy to not keep in touch at all with, former athletes so that's that's really sweet yeah I, I mean we had a good relationship in college and um you know he he told me from the very beginning like when I turned pro like I'm always rooting for you and I'll always be here for you and so you know when I have a good race I'll get a text um and he he keeps tabs on every race he's like so knowledgeable about who did what when where and how um and so like every time I race well he always sends a text um so yeah, he's really good about that. And um, yeah, it's nice to know that I'll have, always have a connection there in Fayetteville. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Love yeah. it. We, uh, so we're, we've got uh, three minutes and 40 seconds left on this. Uh, if you still have time, we'd love to hop on just a second call with you. And we'll take you, sure. literally, we'll take you as long as, as you'll have us tonight. Um, <laughs> but we also know that you, you, you have a life. So, um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll maximize these next three and a half minutes. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, We'll hop back on. I think you can just click the exact same link and just jump back on. So, okay, cool. Um, yeah. Where do you want to go? Um, well, I was going to ask, do you, did you, have you run cross as a pro yet? Um, like, did you run USA cross or anything like that at this point? We did. Uh, I think it was called the sound running cross champs. Um, yes. Was that, was that in Austin? 
Yeah. Yeah. And we ran as a team. So I didn't like individually run. Right. We, I was just helping my younger teammates out. Um, but it cool. was, it was fun. Yeah. I've heard, I heard, uh, mainly just through, uh, the coffee club with the OAC guys that that course was miserable. Uh, do you, but I, but I feel like you may have a different take on oh, it. We're finding that apparently Taylor Warner doesn't give her up, but exactly. the course is, the course is like a Taylor Warner. Like she is miserable. <laughs> she is difficult. I mean, Ollie Orr was complaining that they had tires at the world champs this year. And I'm like, that's fun. That's what are you talking country. about? And then they had tires in the middle of this race. And I imagine you're probably one of the only people that actually went over them besides Alicia. <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing. I'm not going to disagree with the, the those guys. We actually talked about it after. Um, oh, it's awesome. They made the course around a high school facility. And so the course itself was like really flat. There were a couple little hills here and there, like little tiny two-steppers that just destroy your quads. Um, <laughs> but the thing about it was because it was around like around a facility, you were running on rocks and a lot of pavement. And there were a lot of 90 degree turns. And so the footing was really bad. And like a lot of people wearing spikes and they had to run on pavement everywhere. Luckily we wore flats. Um, it was, it was fun, but it was just kind of frustrating. So I wouldn't call it brutal. It was a frustrating course because okay. every time you'd surge, you have to slow down again. Um, because it, there's like only room for one person. Um, there was a lot of 90 degree turns and I don't know. I, I'm not going to call it a hard course. It wasn't hard at all. It was pretty flat. It was just really bad footing. And that's actually <laughs> like, I'm not saying anything. I want to make that clear, but I actually, my foot blew up the next day because mm. I think the race, I think wow. that's what put it over the edge. So, um, it was just, it was, yeah, it was just frustrating, I guess, running on it. You couldn't keep your momentum, but yeah. I mean, like, it was still fun. So yeah. Yeah. do you have plans to do like USA champs or anything like that for cross at any point to try to get on a team to travel around or is it more like you're focusing on road and track? Yeah, I, I really want to, we were talking about it this year. Obviously I got hurt in December, so I couldn't, but I, I would love to do world cross. I think it would be so much fun. And um, yeah, I'd love, cause they make them hard out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Literally, I haven't been, but <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Yeah. That's awesome. You recently with sound, uh, so you did cross for them this year at their race, and then you just paced a race for them at the 10. Is that right? I did. Yeah. It wasn't pretty, but I did it. <laughs> were, were you in like the, in the world's race or in the, uh, um, just like the U S women's open. So we, we were trying to pace our teammates in the world race. Okay, yeah. So, cool. Um, yeah. Trying to hit that. I think it's 30, 40 mark. Mm -hmm. they were close they uh natasha rogers she's a new teammate she ran 30 48 Oof. and then teammate fiona ran 30 55 so um we'll see we might we might try and set up something else because they're so close and it, it's one of those years where if you get the standard not many people are going to so you have a great chance right. of making the team so we'll see that yeah. is an, an interesting thing as a as a track nerd there's been a couple like changes of like uh them moving world athletics moving the qualifying times down and making them faster and then making rankings more important mm -hmm. as a pro how do you feel on like on that scale because for me i'm like i mean yeah i want people to not time try all the time but then i'm also not getting paid <laughs> to like go to world athletics events and 
have to try to hit a standard or whatever. So. Yeah, honestly, I haven't thought about it too much because I guess in my head, I'm like, well, if you hit the standard, you're good. Um, I personally, I really don't like this whole time trial thing. Um, I feel like it's all anyone cares about. And I, I think this might be a hot take. Uh, Ooh, I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, I personally, like, obviously, it's super shoes are involved. You can't deny that. And there's a lot of things. But um I think that's why like you see a lot of college and pro athletes running so much faster. It's because they're just obsessed with running fast. Um, when I was in college, we never did that stuff. We, like we would go into a race, it would be set up for a certain pace and then you would just kick so hard. And that's how you were making like indoor nationals as if you were in that one race. Um, it was usually at university of Washington, like the Husky yeah. invite. I think <laughs> everyone and their mother went, and if you were like top 12, you were going to international. <laughs> um, so we never time trial. I think my first time trial race in college was at uh, that 5K in Boston they do every year after cross country nationals. Oh, yeah. BU. That was like, the, yeah, the BU meet. That was the first time we'd ever done something like that. Now everyone's doing it. And I hate it because I'm like, people run these insanely fast times. But then they go to USA's and they magically don't make the team or, you know, they don't run well. And, you know, people like go to these Diamond League meets and they're set up to run just fast times. And so people aren't ever in it. Um, and it's it's really frustrating because like the only time you really see races, I feel like, are at these world meets now, like the championship races. And um, that's like what we grew up doing, right? Like racing, um, going hard as you can without pacers. And so like as a pro like you kind of have to play the game now right like um I mean I don't really know anything about the rankings I should but <laughs> I let my coaches figure that out um it's a lot easier to just like try and get the time because I think to get a lot of those points you have to travel abroad and like I mean that I mean that's a, that's a lot of work to do especially in a time period where you have these big training blocks and like you're getting ready for the summer so traveling all the time, going to these races just to get a ranking when, you know, if if you don't have the time and you go into this race and you're, you're fourth, but the top three, like just because your ranking is higher doesn't mean you're going to go. So I think by getting the time, it potentially is the lesser of two evils, but at the same time, they're getting a lot harder, um, which means like you might want to race less and then the stakes go up higher because you're racing less. And so... Yeah, it's complicated, but everyone's in it. Everyone's a victim of it all. So, I mean, I don't know what the best win, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. People are, people are running the time. So, I think, honestly, it's, like, motivating. It's like, right. okay, we're going to put that time, and this person can run it. Like, why couldn't I? So, um, mm. it's cool to see the limit keep getting pushed, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. You uh, so you just ran the sound ten, and you said maybe you all would look for another ten k out there. Um, other than looking at ten k's, what's what's on Taylor Werner's horizon for racing, and kind of what's preparation look like for whatever that is? Yeah, so I'm kind of in a weird time period right now. Like, uh, my first workout after my foot injury was, I think it was like the last day in January. So I've had about five weeks now of good training plus like two paces or two races that I've paced. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to run a fast 5k. Um, 
you know, all the girls are kind of taking a down week that ran the 10. So when they come back and they start doing training for that, I mean, it's kind of just up in the air right now. Um, my coach and I have talked, you know, we're like, you know, we can put a plan down, but um, you never know when an opportunity is going to strike. So let's get as fit as possible right now. Um, you know, get on the back of these girls and try and get us, yeah, just try and come back as quick as possible. And um, when a race opportunity makes its way, I'm, hopefully I'm ready, um, whether that's a 5K, a 10K. Um, I think the 5K will probably be my focus this year, but it's just hard to say. Um, you never know when things are going to click and things are just going to come around. So oh, we'll see. I'm trying to be open-minded. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. All right, totally, uh, you know, sharp right hand turn yeah, i could sit on this topic for hours so you want to sit on like, no 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 i, I mean right. it's it's fine We're, we'll go somewhere yeah, let's go in a different direction. <laughs> um all right um in checking out your instagram over the last few days and whatnot um led me to this question uh there are so many just fun and or intentionally silly photos or posts on taylor werner's uh, Instagram, which we're going to drop your handle here in a second. Uh, so follow, follow Taylor, Taylor Werner, if you're okay with that. Um, <laughs> ben will, ben will, ben, yeah, Ben will put it in the show notes. Uh, it's a goal of mine to see, uh, if I can at least once, uh, an episode, uh, force Ben's hand and make him put something in, in the show notes. <laughs> I don't know if you've done it yet. I I did with the Jim Ryan. I think I said, and Taylor or, uh, and, and Peter mentioned something about I have to put something in the show notes. And I think it was this clip from SNL. Here you go. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So how um, the, the question being, how does Taylor Werner incorporate just uh, her fun, silly squirreliness into creating team culture that's important mm. for racing? Ooh, okay. <laughs> that, that was good. Yeah. You dropped a bomb there. Dang. Watch out. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I think, oh gosh, I want to answer this. How about this? While you're thinking about it, let me, let me just kind of paint word, uh, some word pictures for people like uh, just very intentionally fun photo uh, of yours. uh, Like, I think it's a post race. uh, There's saliva (laughs) coming out of your mouth and I would, most people would be like, I'm not going to post that photo. It's not, you know, it doesn't look great. I and mean, it's probably, you know, it's not the cutest photo, but you, I think maybe even your caption said something about, uh, you know, bringing everyone's attention to that. Uh, there's another it photo of you and... pretty or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like you, there's another, there's another post of you and teammates with uh, bed sheets over you and you're dressed as, as ghosts for something. <laughs> and, and I go, this is awesome. And I think they were teammates of yours, maybe yeah. at Puma, right? Yeah, yeah, we did that at one of the rows. We were like, I got these sheets and we did this ghost trend. I was like, out of all like the, I don't have TikTok, but all the TikTok trends, it's not going to be like some serious one. Like I'm going to dress up like a ghost and put sunglasses on. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) I just love. I I feel like uh, regardless of what field you're in in life, people think, oh, I'm now a professional. I have to be professional. and I just, it's fun to see that someone who's a professional runner is just continuing to be, I'm guessing like, so you led your teammates to do that. Were they all on board? Uh, are they kind of of a similar uh, ilk? I mean, what's, what's, what's that like? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try and tie both of these questions. Come on, bring it on. Okay. So here we go. My, my first six months here, I'm going to call it an epic fail. It wasn't a failure, but like in my head it was, um, 
it was just a hard learning period. And I think I found that during that time period, I was way too serious. Like I was stressing about sleep. I was stressing about eating enough because I struggled to do that, which is like the best problem to have, right? Like, oh, I got to eat more darn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I struggled with iron. Like I, and I was just it, like, no matter what I was doing, nothing was ever satisfying me. Like I would have a good workout. And by the end of the day, I was like, oh, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. I need to stretch. I need it. Like, it was just nonstop. And so something I really had to work on is just keeping it fun. I mean, that's how I got here in the first place was I simply, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm -hmm. running as hard as I can and killing myself. Um, I love being able to keep up with people and beat people. Like it's just, it's just fun. It, that's yeah. all it is. And like, yeah, you have to be serious with it. I have to be professional in it. It's my job now, but naturally I did that already um, because I care and I want to do well. So I would argue like I trained like a professional, like in terms of like how I did things in college, probably even in high school, mm -hmm. um, just like the mindset part. And so, yeah, I've, I don't know. I, I feel like I've always struggled to be myself um, in high school and I struggled a little bit in college too. And for some reason, when I got here, um, I got on really well with the crags, my coaches, and I've become pretty extroverted I, I didn't used to be like that I'm like kind of loud and silly and I'm always laughing apparently I'm really loud which is kind of annoying but I mean that's life <laughs> and I don't know like this isn't this isn't to knock anybody but when I get on Instagram I see I see the same stuff all the time it, like it's 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 the classic running picture of like why you did well or why you didn't do well and I tried that, uh, you know, trying to fit in, but honestly, like, it's just, it doesn't feel genuine for me to be like that. Um, I, I joke all the time. I constantly making crappy jokes that aren't funny puns. Um, and so I, I try to be genuine, like on social media and I try to be genuine with my team and I, I'm very open with them on how I feel. And I don't know, I, I try to make things light. Um, that's just who I am. That's, that's who I want to be too. Like I, I want to be, I guess I'm kind of the class clown of the group, but um, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. So we'll no, have, I... like, we have a couple of people that will like come and take pictures of us and they're like trying to be quiet. And I'll look over and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> 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 I cannot take a serious picture. I don't know why, but um. I don't know. Trying to like get a perfect shot for like to put up in the Puma store. Yeah. Like their pros running instead of a model. And Taylor's just like in the back. Hey. You're like, don't smile. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot smile. <laughs> but I'm enjoying this. Why should I not smile? That's awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, candid, kind of. <laughs> right. It makes me uh, think of, uh, you remember Lafayette boys, their cross country team when yeah. you were there. They were absolutely dominant. And I feel like they, it was very similar. Their personalities were just fun and free. And I can't remember if I've told you this, but like Lafayette High School, the Lancers, I don't know if you remember specifically how many like state championships they won in a row. I mean, like one year they went one, two, three, five, six or something. They were absolutely dominant. Had two guys go to Mizzou, one guy OSU, one guy um, Baylor transferred to Michigan. Uh, Devin was an absolute baller. Um played basketball uh Devin Meyer no he played <laughs> at Baylor 
played it. Did I say play? Did I say he played it Baylor and then transferred to to Michigan? You, no, you, you called him a baller. He's a baller. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but they <laughs> they ball. yeah. Well, um, it made him a lot slower in races because he was dribbling, he was dribbling a ball. ball. Is not smart. Hate <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. No, but they would show up at meets, uh, and instead of your normal warm up suit, they wore. Do you remember? Pajama pants. They wore pajama time. pants, like, like checkered flannel ones. Plaid wow. flannel pajama pants, and I felt like it was both just really fun, but also kind of a a power power move. Yeah, you know, I think at the time, and like I'm friends with them. I'm friends yeah. with Alec, Dylan, and Devin. So like, yeah. there's no harsh time here, but um. We thought I was always kind of cocky. They're like walking in. They're like walking into restaurants with their pajama pants. Like, oh, we don't care. And yeah. now I look back and I'm like, ah, yeah, no, they were just having fun. I mean. Yeah. We're so fast. We just woke up from a nap and we're going to beat you. Yep. Yeah. I, mean, like an honest- I, I for sure can see it coming across like that. And and maybe there was some of that. But I also, I know that they were just the works. <laughs> they were so dominant. But like, honestly, like from like a practical perspective they're warm those those mornings are chilly in missouri mm-hmm. yeah um i honestly like inexpensive did that some in college too. <laughs> like i would show up and just like wear pajama pants under my sweat so i was like i mean it's kind of smart yeah so, get on it pajama pant warm-ups mm-hmm. get on it get on it it's practical and while you're yeah. at it, get some Puma ones. Hey. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No, Puma's going to come out with pajama warm-ups. There we go. There we go. We'll do a collab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought about saving this question for our repeats, which okay. is a segment we're about to uh, hit here I mean, in a it second. It could be the first one. Uh, but uh, instead, I think it could be a longer okay. a longer okay. answer. You you ran in, in Nike gear and Nike uh, shoes in college um what's uh i mean i know you're gonna say positive things but like how i mean you obviously chose puma from the get-go so you you believed in the the product uh before you even were racing in it how's the transition into a, a different shoe a different gear what's that like yeah so um before i signed um i was talking to alistair at the time about it and he was like they are going to be launching a whole new line of running shoes it hasn't come out yet, but I want to make it clear they are go- they are going to release it soon. And so when I first got my running shoes, I'm not going to lie to you, they weren't great. I don't even remember what they were called, but like a month later, they released this whole line and they're actually like really good shoes. Um, huh. So I actually, I ran an Asics most of college. Um, I ran them a lot in high school because I had a lot of knee issues, just, you know, growing pains, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always thought I needed like a super supportive shoe. Well, comes to find out, like, um, as a, I, yeah, like you don't need that much support. I, I think some people do like, cause their running form isn't great. And like, you know, they might have weak areas in their biomechanical system that would, you know, lead them to injury if they didn't have those shoes. For me, if I'm getting injured, um, like it's usually not because of the shoes, it's something biomechanical or something's wow. weak. And so I actually, um, transitioning out of like the ASIC shoes, Nike, Nike, and I'd say Nike and Puma are pretty similar. Um, they're not the most supportive shoe, like an ASIC shoe, but for me, that's good because I actually use the muscles in my feet and my calves versus like letting the shoe do the work for me, which is great because then when I hop in spikes, I'm not going to break my foot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they've, they've actually been really good shoes and they're, they're still innovating. They constantly get our feedback and I love them. Um, one of my favorites is the Velocity 2s. Um, they're, they're just a really comfortable shoe. Um, and I think they're like a neutral shoe too. Um, and they're not, they're like a cushiony shoe, but not too cushiony. So um, they're just comfortable. And I also really like the Eternities because they're wider. So I have, I guess I have wide feet. I don't know, but they're really comfortable. And then their carbon shoes and their flats are unreal. Mm. So love those running them all the time, feel amazing. And I wish I could do easy runs in them, but um, I'm trying not to get injured. So right, of <laughs> you can only do so much, right? Yeah. So you're still rocking ASICs on easy run? No, never. <laughs> oh, okay. You're saying, <laughs> no, you're saying you wish. Okay, 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 okay. I was like, never, That's... I would never wear ASICs. <laughs> oh, amazing. Unbelievable. Trying to the, uh... here, but I, I do like the shoes a lot. They, and they've done so much work on them and they've gotten so much of our feedback. Um, yeah, no complaints on this side. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It's like that's y'all are probably one of the few companies. So I work at Rush Running here in town, and y'all are one of the few companies that we don't have for some reason. We have we have a, a rep. We randomly get shoes that Mike puts on his wall, whatever. I'm like, Mike, just get their super shoe. Just I just want to touch it. <laughs> like I'm also a big super shoe nerd. Like, I don't yeah. know. Anyway. But I'm like, I need to see this shoe in hand because I'm, I'm a big Rory Linklater fan. I'm a big U fan. I'm a big Molly Seidel fan. And so I see all of y'all running in these Puma gears. And I'm like, okay, something's got to be going on here. So <laughs> does Ryan Hall let Linklater run in Puma? Uh-huh. He's So Ryan doesn't have a sponsorship. He, okay. he, he's got his own coaching business and cool. then his athletes can be sponsored by whoever they want. Gotcha. I just yeah. assumed that if, you know, if someone's running with Ryan Hall, they're oh, probably wearing Asics. No, yeah. I think it went, now they got into bodybuilding. It's probably like. Some kind of protein powder. He's probably like wearing Reebok. Reebok. Talk about <laughs> like talk about a 180. That is so impressive. Skinny honor to like bulked up lifters. Yeah. When do you plan on making that transition for yourself? Okay. <laughs> I I love like CrossFit. I would totally do it. No way. Okay, here's yeah. the thing is like <laughs> you know, um <laughs> in college, I would actually like for a distance runner, I feel like I was lifting pretty heavily. And like just naturally, this is not a subtle flex. I'm not trying to make it be, but I do tend to put on muscle quicker. So like when I was injured, I would just like be swimming laps like crazy. My coach actually told me to like stop and to aqua jog more because like my arms were like getting, getting a little bulky there. <laughs> <laughs> I I do want to see like if I could be, you know bodybuilder like that no was way sick. that'd be sick but i also have this dream of doing iron man's too i feel like mm. that's cool so i'll do that and then maybe i'll go into lifting to like you know not get osteoporosis yeah. and stuff so do right. you do you ride i mean you say you swim when when you're kind of dealing with injuries do you ride um i would get on a stationary bike i felt yeah. like i don't know i think i'm too scared to get on the roads and i don't have a good bike um but i could really get a good workout and on the stationary bike Love it. Couldn't cool. tell you like any watts or anything. I would just like go at it and yeah, no clue. The yeah. fact the fact that you're a runner and you know the term watts, uh, I mean that's that's fun. Yeah. Tour de France. Thank Come you. Our assistant coach Mason up at John Brown and Peter both cycle and they'll get going about something and I'm like, oh, I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like oh, that's Way so fun. cool. I keep going. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
We, so Tommy and Katie Ferris are their names. They're both triathletes. Katie Ferris got bronze at Tokyo in the Olympics. Um, and then we're good friends with them. And there'll be days where I'm like driving to practice and like, she'll be biking out on the roads and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to make the nicest pass, get all over another lane, like go so slow. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm. I treat my bikers well here now. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. That's basically, awesome. basically I bike. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you pass, you pass them like I you're a cyclist. Them, so so. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. Want to hop into the repeat section? Yeah. Yeah. Tell her about it. So we do this thing with all of our guests. Uh, we call them repeats where we just shoot off questions like real, uh, real fast. You answer them next one. So we're just, kind of like doing intervals. Some of them are 200, some of them are Ks. A couple of times we get some, like someone wants to run a 5K for their answer for some reason. We're like, whoa, whoa, turn it back. Um, so- and, and very short recovery between these. Right, right. Oh, gosh, okay. You're going to be great. Yeah, I wonder if you I, I don't know. You got it. I will come up with one while you're talking. Okay, so no shade on the rest of them, but who's your favorite teammate you had in college? Oh. oh no maybe let me word it differently let me word it differently um who do you keep in touch with the most uh from your college teammates mm. uh probably karina billion the south african yeah yep. really amazing i saw her running somewhere i think she, was she did she race boston recently in the indoor track i think she ran a okay. mile yeah i think that's what yeah. it was yeah, um, I, keep, I keep up with her, Katie Izzo, and Lauren Gregory. But I would, I would say if I'm looking at like who I keep up with the most, it's probably her. Amazing. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great repeat. Well yeah, done. It's perfect. Um, when you go to Onyx, what is your what's your go-to order? Oh, gosh. Oh, the FOMO. Love it. It's like espresso topped with coconut foam. It is. It's the best thing I've ever tasted. And it's, it's not wild because it's so good the warmth of the espresso on the bottom and then the cool of the foam up top it's it's wild how they say separate and it's it's uh, it's a beautiful drink beautiful like beautiful beautiful no nothing nothing else i've ever had like it like yeah it's not a latte it's not a cappuccino it's it's its own thing who knows what it is it's a fomo (laughs) incredible i have fomo all the time when i'm not there so Mm. yeah awesome yeah (laughs) Uh, okay. Next repeat. Uh, when you were running at St. Jen, we all assumed, and at least at Eureka high school created this, uh, rivalry with Hannah long, uh, two part repeat. Uh, was that rivalry real in any way? And if not, uh, who else got closest to being a rival with you in your running years? No, it was Hannah 100%. I can't even think of anyone else, but in the best way possible. Like if I looked up to one person in high school, regardless pro status, yeah, it's him. So. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Uh-huh. I I remember uh, her senior year, your junior year. I think uh, her class maybe four A. You were three A. Mm-hmm. Okay, four uh, A raced before three A, and Hannah broke the state record, and we were so stoked. And then you broke it like minutes later, and we were like, no. <laughs> Okay, I'm not. This is gonna sound so mean. It That's actually good. happened twice, and I was a sophomore. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. No, I felt so bad. So we were. It was actually state track was one of them. She ran the mile, and she broke. I think it was Meredith Snow. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm remembering. I Come remember. On, well no one could ever break. I think it was like 4:49 or something. Or no, maybe in the 4:50s. I don't know. Hannah just ran like a 4. 
40 something mile, like 46 or something. Yeah. And we were right after them. And as she was on the podium telling everyone that she broke the record, I ran two seconds. That's now I look back and I'm like, that was really shitty. But <laughs> I mean, you could have, you could have just like held, you could have held back just a little bit. No, because like, oh, okay. another rival. We're really good friends. Um, her name's Jamie Kemper. She ran for Festus. That was my three A rival for sure. Mm, yeah, she's really yeah. good. But um, yeah. she was hot on my tails. Like, no, I wasn't running slower. Yeah, come on, it's awesome. But, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Him, but that's that's one of those five K repeats. Again, so, yeah, so. that was a longer repeat of ours. So. Um, what, what would you say is the, is the nerdiest thing that you do in your life? Nerdiest I like thing. that question. That's a great oh, question. I do math when I race. <laughs> I, do, like, I do splits and like, mm. if I'm like running a mile and I go through, say I run 34, I'm like, okay, I need to run 37 the next split. And then if I run 30, like I will do math and I might not be right. That's pretty nerdy, right? I'm doing yeah, I guess that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, el- elongating this repeat. What, what about outside of running? Uh, whether it's entertainment or activities or uh, just hobbies, things you're interested in, you learn about uh, nerdy things. Nerdy. Um, and maybe we're just finding yeah. that Taylor Werner isn't nerdy. He's too cool for school, man. No, I I read books as fast as I can because I want to be able to read faster than other people um being competitive um so do you like if a friend tells you that they're reading a book do you go buy that book and finish it before they <laughs> before they do and be like oh hey did you finish that book yet conversation, like, oh, you I'll just be like, oh like you know oh, how long did it, uh, you read that pretty fast how long did it take you to read it i'm like i'm gonna really keep <laughs> like, watching them i'm like gosh dang it like just i don't know why i just just who I am. I'm trying to think of like other nerdy things. I feel like I've always classified myself as a nerd. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like my life is like live, eat, run. And um, okay. I'm pretty cool in the kitchen. But I mean, I don't know if that's nerdy. You are great in the kitchen. She she can bake a mean apple or those mm. little. You make them in a muffin pan. It's yeah. so good. So good. They like apple fritters. They apple cupcakes. Apple pies. Apple pies. Little but in little, little miniature mini apple pies with a little mm. bit of cinnamon sugar on top. Yeah, come on, <laughs> <I'll be. laughs> but Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything currently nerdy. One that's thing right. that's really dumb is my Christmas tree is still up. So that's nice. that's awesome. My daughter would love that. She would like go get things and put them under the tree for you and then open them for you because that she opens everyone's gifts at Christmas. Hers, okay. mine, my wife's, my in-laws, everyone. She just opens the gifts. That's adorable. Yeah. I love it. It's incredible. Amazing. <laughs> uh okay, next repeat. Um what in the running world, uh whether podcasts or people you follow on Instagram, uh who do you like to follow or listen to? I used to be, I, I still am. I was a really big Allison Felix fan. I mm. love the way she composes herself and like the way she acts in public. I feel like she's non-controversial um, and she's just got a killer game face. Mm. Um, and I, I, I don't really, I don't know if I keep up with her much anymore, but on the distance side of things, I really like Dina Castor. Arkansas alum. Come on. Can't get wrong. It's a good so choice. I say those two. 
distance yeah. and screen. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, you're it's 2 a.m. You walk into your into your kitchen and you say, Ah, I just need something. What is that something? Uh, to eat? Uh, I know, just okay. Sorry. Yep, whatever. Eat, drink, watch, pick up, put down. I don't know. He's lift. Okay. Crossfit. So this happens, like, especially on workout days, like after a workout, I, I won't be able to eat much after just from tempo tummy. Um, and so like, I'm, I will- I'm going to start calling that great. I'm, gonna- great. <laughs> I'm making a note of that in my head. So I will wake up at like two or 3am hungry. And all I want is a chocolate mug cake with peanut butter in it. <laughs> it's incredible. 100%. It's always something chocolate and it's always a baked good. Or I want a cookie. But that's awesome. I, I had a feeling that you were a 2 a.m. snacker for some reason. And I was like, there's something. It, I don't know. That's amazing. It's <laughs> awesome. It, I can't sleep if I'm hungry. Like, no. So just. Yeah. Eat. <laughs> uh, okay. Next repeat. Uh, we ask this question in some variants every single time. Uh, it's a workout. You want to feel fast. What are you wearing head to toe? As, as much detail as you can give. All right, we got a black sports bra from Puma. It's really comfortable. It's got like certain straps. It's it's really comfortable. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Because I'm going to be completely blunt with you guys. When I work out really hard, I pee myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. 50% of women do it. It's like totally normal. Yeah. yeah. Wearing spandex just because. And then I like to wear a semi cotton t-shirt i say semi because like we got some thin ones but i used to wear them in high school and middle school we had to those are the only shirts i had and they're comfortable for me and i'll like i'll rip that thing off halfway through and then yeah. um i'm usually wearing all black yeah i don't know why i just are feel you like are you tossing that shirt on the side of the road side of the track are you tucking it in the sports bra oh i'm tossing that thing on the track yeah okay one repeat it. I'll, I'll okay. say it until, like, <laughs> I really need the release, and that's when, like, you know, I'll be a cool, cool down a bit. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. What uh, what shoes are you putting on? What uh, what pair of shoes are you putting on? Ooh. Um. So if it's a fast workout, probably the spikes. I I should know the name of them. They're like the mid distance. I think there's like Evo Speed in there, but they're the carbon spikes. Warm today. Really good shoe. Feel really fast in them. So. Ooh. Yeah. Are you allowed to tell us what the workout was today? Come on. Today, yeah, we had a three-mile tempo. Um, it was on a gravel loop, so we did Ks, and we, like, the goal was to start, like, 320 down to, like, 310. We actually ended up going, like, 315 to 310 average, so that that was nice. Yeah. And then we did um, sets of 300, so 10 by 300 with 30 seconds rest in between, and then we went faster, and we went 6 by 300 with 90 seconds rest in between. So it was a speedier day, so yeah. it was fun, yeah. I'll take it. That's awesome. Love it. <laughs> That's great. Are your coaches kind of like tight-lipped on what y'all do? Or are you guys allowed to be like pretty open with what y'all's training looks like? I, I love the crags, but Alistair in particular, he's, it's, it's his, it's all his. And like, we can offer up discussion, but he's like, I think you need this. And I honestly like that because if I offer my input, I'm always going to like be biased, right? Of like what I like to do um, versus what I need. So he's really right. good about that though. So he's constantly cool. giving us stuff I'm not good at, which is great. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
follow up on that. So we're both assistant coaches at John Brown University, NAIA, out in Salem Springs. And uh, and we're both new into uh, like running uh, our training groups. I'm training. I'm doing the uh, 800 to 1500 meter training group. And Ben's is like the 1500 up to 5k training group and, uh, speak to just as a runner, how you, uh, like how you navigate, just trusting your coaches training program and how your coach has, I don't know, just established, uh, trust from you to just go, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what, what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it was really easy with the Crags because one, Amy Crag is a world marathon medalist and sure. Alistair's got, or he did for Super Shoes, had like every NCAA record plus multiple, like, and he, he had a really good pro career first half. I, th- I think things like he kind of struggled on the later half, but they also like went to Bowerman for Amy's last few years as a pro. And so they've seen, and they've been in multiple groups. So say, they've seen what's worked and what hasn't worked. And Alistair was coached by John McDonald. And so honestly, his training is a mixture of like Bowerman and John McDonald. Um, you, it's a good mix to well, have. <laughs> I mean, like you can't, you can't dispute that, that, that stuff works. I mean, yeah. Um, so anytime he tells me something, like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, you're wrong. I've, I've never doubted what he said and like, why? Because they've literally have seen it all. They've seen good training programs. They've seen bad ones. Um, and they've done the training themselves. So I feel like for me to dispute that is pretty arrogant. <laughs> like I, they're going to know way more than I do. Um, and they've seen it all. So it's extremely easy to trust them and know that like whatever they're giving me, like, like they told me today, some of the 300 times. And I was like, I feel awful. And we went out and ran it. I was like, Oh, he's like, yeah, no, going faster. We're like, okay, <laughs> we just know we can do it because I don't know. He's not going to give you something. There's like, I'm, I'm, it's going to be impossible. He never has. So it's worked Love out. It. Well. Cool. Love it. That's amazing. Cool. That's amazing. We got any more? Um, we got four and a half minutes left. Um, how about this? Um, how do you define mental toughness as a runner? Ooh. Um, never giving in to what your mind is telling you. I think it is so hard, like no matter when you're running hard, your mind starts to get in, you start to tighten up. And I think being able to like push that aside and staying focused is like the toughest thing ever, because there's like this fear of like what you're going to feel like soon. And if you're able to just fully be present and dial in and stay relaxed, um, that's, that's being tough to me. Um, it's like not giving into that fear of what's to come. Yeah. Amazing. Well done. Yeah. I like I it. That speech. <laughs> if you, if you could, uh, if you can give this, this is my last question. If you could give a person who's running their first half marathon, like they are a up and coming, uh, fresh off the, they, they have literally just started running five months ago. Um, and they're, and they're training for a local half marathon. What uh piece of advice or like, just what would you want to tell them to encourage them along? Be patient. Don't go hard out hard too fast, but uh, try and run as close to a half marathon as you can in practice. <laughs> Prepare yourself. <laughs> there you go. Amazing, amazing. Well done. Love it, Taylor. Uh, we'll just kind of wrap up over the next couple minutes. Um, thanks for giving us your time. Seriously, um, what a what a blessing to get to sit with you, talk with you, hear about your your training and your life. Um, it's really fun. Yeah. 
and as a as a big track uh, track fanboy, I'm like a lot of me is trying to hold it in because I've <laughs> ever since I've moved here, I'm like I've I've been all about the Razorbacks. I'm not from Arkansas, and so I've never had a college team, and to be here and then just kind of get enveloped into Woo Pig Suey culture and all that stuff, I'm like, whoa, don't say anything dumb, don't embarrass yourself, and <laughs> so it's it's really fun. It's really awesome that you took the time to come and talk to us. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been fun. I feel like I'm just talking to two friends. So thank you. I know. I know. <laughs> well, you like like uh like Ben is saying there, you you made it easy uh to just kind of hang out. So yeah. thanks for not taking yourself too serious. Um, Always. I think that would that would be an encouragement. Come <laughs> on, let's go. Um uh that would be an encouragement to like all professional runners, but even just like our 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 college runners and and any runner out there and, and even just for ourselves in yeah. in whatever waning uh running career we have oh. left, uh just like just to have a freaking blast with it. Um so thanks for not being uh being too above uh two guys asking you to be on their podcast. So oh never. I mean, yeah, we're all human, right? <laughs> come on. Yeah, come on. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, how can we, uh, you know, we, uh, we're following you on Instagram. How can we, um, keep track of what races you have next? Yeah. Um, our Puma account, our team account is actually like the people that do it. I'm really bad with my own, but, um, Puma elite racing team on Instagram. And, um, if you want to follow me, it's TW16 Warner. So, um, yeah, I usually just repost what they post pretty simple. (laughs) Amazing. That's awesome. Amazing. Sweet. Well, you're awesome. Have a sweet you night. Thanks too. for hanging with us. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks for having brunch much. with us. Always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.